You're listening to episode 65 of the Broken Glass Podcast. Invest in yourself for career growth with Mindy Pack. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I just wanted to jump in here real quick. This was a really fun episode to record. Mindy is really awesome and she's got such a cool career. And I had to admit that I had a hard time coming up with a title for this episode because there's so many pieces of advice and, and little nuggets throughout the episode. But I think the overall theme, and I think what you'll get from this as well, is that investing in yourself and your career will, will allow you to grow your career. And you'll hear at each point, you know, Mindy, Mindy stopped and she invested in herself. She invested in her personal and professional development to grow her career and businesses into what they are today. And speaking of one of her businesses and products, um, she has a product called Voice Draw. And we'll, you hear in the episode, we talk about it and what it does. But she has so generously given us a coupon code for 10% off um, a purchase coming up on the holidays here. And she wanted to, to do something for our amazing listeners. So you can head on over to voicedraw.com and use the code BROKENGLASS10 to get 10% off. The links are in the show notes, so you can head on over there and find all of that information. And I hope that you take a lot from this episode and listen all the way to the end. It is, It was such an amazing time, and I couldn't believe you know our time was up when it was. Um, but... I do want to just say, you know, we'll have another couple episodes before the holidays, but I really hope that everyone is is doing well and you're taking time out for yourself. This is a very crazy time, and I know a lot of people have a lot of projects going on. I do too. Just make sure that you schedule in time for you. Um, I it's it's hard. I went through burnout because I'm also in the process of moving while I'm, you know, working full time, doing client work and doing the podcast. So it just reminded me that, you know, I know a lot of people are in the same shoes and and we're all kind of back in lockdowns again. And, you know, it's really important just to take care of you and yourself and the music and the projects will still be there. So just a quick reminder. And um, if you don't catch our next couple episodes before the holidays, have a very wonderful holiday season and stay tuned for more cool episodes the end of this year and coming up in 2021. Now here's Mindy. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Mindy Pack with me. She is a vocal coach, vocologist, singer-songwriter, wife, mom to three kids and two dogs. You kind of do it all. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Mindy. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> You've got such a cool story and I can't wait to dive into all the different things you do, but let's just dive right in. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're doing right now. Cool. So yeah, so um, I am a voice coach and also clinical vocologist. Um 
And the difference is, is that I went to uh, schooling to really specialize in rehabilitation and the how to of singing, like what and voicing actually. So like all the science and the air pressures and all the really nerdy, nerdy stuff, but also the rehabilitation side. So injury prevention and habilitation. Um, and then, yeah, this year has been really exciting because I finally decided to um, put out uh, my first song. Uh, you know, I was I've always been a performer. I my first professional gig was when I was 16 and I moved to Japan for a few for a, a little bit of time to perform over there. But I've never really put anything out. So it's it's really fun to not only help the artists that I work with get on stage and to actually put songs out on the radio and for everybody to listen to the now be on the other side and be the one putting out a song. So it's just, it's been a little cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then this year too is, but I guess it kind of gave you the perfect time to really sit and and work on things, right? You, you kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, um, yeah. I mean, it, I've had the song done since last year and initially it was supposed to launch last year, but with everything that hit it, it became out on the 27th of December. So that totally missed the whole Christmas season. So I ended up pulling it and thought this is not the year then. And so I've held on to it for a while. Um, this last year I was finishing up school actually to become a licensed massage therapist. So that in addition to the singing, I can help uh, the clients that I work with, with the full body component, because singing isn't just about the vocal cords, it's a full body engagement. And so it was fun to kind of put these two, right. two and two together. That's really cool. Um, what, what got you started in music and in the industry? Like what got you really interested in it? And, and especially to vocal coaching, cause that's pretty unique. Um, you know, when people think music industry, they don't think vocal coaching a lot. So I'm just really curious how that, how your path started in, in the industry. Yeah. So, um, I always wanted to be a sing, a singer of some point, you know, like I started when I was eight years old. And like I said, when I was 16, I got my first perfect, uh, you know, for professional gig, um, where I went to Japan for a little bit, but, um, I just, I was never one of those singers that ever had issues with my voice. I always trained really hard. I always worked really hard. Um, when I graduated high school, I didn't know what, what to do. You know, I wanted to go to school and everybody's like, you should go into music, but there really weren't any contemporary programs. I'm from Salt Lake city. And at the time there wasn't really contemporary music. It was all classical. And so I was like, I don't, that's not really me, but I ended up <laughs> calling a friend of mine who was a coach and had her work with me on some classical pieces. And I'm like, I'm going to get a scholarship. And she was like, yeah, there's no way you're getting a classical scholarship. I'm like, I'm going to. And uh, after two weeks, I ended up getting a scholarship to go to school um, uh, in music. And it was in music education. And I just was kind of like, I didn't know what to do performance education wise. And then I got asked to teach at a performing arts school um, that was doing like kind of these singing, dancing medley type things that kind of locally went around everywhere. So I started teaching there and it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I loved kind of the breakdown of how it went. Um, after about four years, I asked him if I could teach privately and he was like the boss. He's like, yeah, sure. And then I realized I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, well, everybody should sing like me and I should just teach them how I was taught. <laughs> and I learned very fast that that was not the path to go down. And so I started researching different um, methodologies that were out there from the contemporary side. I was still in school for classical. It just wasn't my passion. And so I started uh, really kind of trying to figure out, you know, the hows and whys the voice works. And so I, I became a 
member of Speech Level Singing, which is a, a teaching organization at the time, which really kind of focused on how to teach. So like how to hear certain things and how the voice kind of, you can kind of categorize into four voices. So most of the time people either are very breathy, they either pull and crank tension where they just sing really tight, or they have the yodel crack, or they can just blend low to high without any issues. But they really started training like the nuances of how to hear things and why vowels and consonants work the way they work and why scale patterns work a certain way. And I just fell in love with it. And then from there, just evolved into um, understanding the science behind it and the anatomy behind it and then the full body component and just I'm just continually learning. I'm a total voice nerd at heart. And in my mind, knowledge is power. And I just want to have all the tools that I can have, not only to help myself, but to help others. And gosh, I just, I'm one of the very few lucky ones, I believe, that just love what they do. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love what you said about always learning and, and always you know, I feel the same way. I'm always reading. I'm looking at articles. I'm taking online courses. Um, one of my favorite places um, I like uh, Udemy and Skillshare, at least for the business and, and writing mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. But I think as a professional, it's so important to just keep going and keep learning, right? You, it yeah. doesn't ever stop, especially in this industry. And then, you know, more of that medical science background that you have there's always new discoveries in that. So I think that's always, always so important to, to, to just keep learning. And a lot of people think, okay, I'm done with college and that's it. Right. Totally. But if you want to be successful, I think that's, that's key. And I think that's yep. probably why you, you know, had such a great career, you know, as a vocal coach and vocal, uh, I'm going to say it's from vocologist. It's <laughs> a new word for me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. A vocologist. It sounds um, very like, yeah. where's my cigar? A vocologist. <laughs> But yes, it's, it's funny yeah. because, um, like I love the phrase knowledge is power. And I fully believe in that. Like the more knowledge you have, the more power you have in yourself. And I just know that the more knowledge that I started, um, like downloading and processing, even from the smallest thing to the most advanced things. And I would challenge myself to be put in very uncomfortable situations so that it forced me to grow. And I always sought out people um, with more knowledge than I had and just like begged to learn and like just kind of always worked my way in so that I could do it. And I'm just, I'm so grateful a for the tenacity of it. And just to, to kind of have that, like I'm constantly hungry. And I, and I tell people all the time, the minute I stop learning is the minute I stop teaching, right. um, you know, because I just want to constantly evolve and move forward with the times and with the different styles and genres. And yeah, it's just, it's never ending. Right. And then to be an effective teacher as well, you know, mm -hmm. you also need to keep learning. You know, if you think about teachers in elementary schools and, and middle schools and high schools, they're having professional development days all the time. So, you know, as a, as a coach, you're not maybe not in, you know, a, like say a high school for, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, but, you know, you still have to keep that professional development going. It's, it's very similar to, to the educational system. So yeah. And I think yeah. people in my, at least in my experience and, you know, message me if I'm wrong here, but I think a lot of people, they end up getting the degree and they think that's done, you know, or they end up and a lot of places don't really teach you how to teach. They teach you voice stuff, but they don't teach you how to teach. And 
that's what I think is like really important is to understand that each client that comes in is unique. Each client is different. Everybody has their own needs, their wants. Um, I call it artistic fingerprinting. And so they have stuff that makes them so unique. And as a coach, I need to be able to help them continue in that style, which may be extreme and maybe could be damaging if they're keep going down that path to give them the tools and the foundation to enable them to be greater than what they're at at that moment. Like they need to be able to have that growth and to have the understanding of how their own instrument works. And, and uh, I'm just, it's something that I'm really passionate about. Right. And it's, I, that kind of triggered something because it's very different from like, I was a clarinet player mm-hmm. and, you know, clarinet is a clarinet. You have different styles within that, but it's every clarinet is pretty much built the same, mm-hmm. but every, you, you mentioned, you know, everybody's got different yeah, we all have vocal cords. So but vocal, so the we all have the vocal cords, but they're all different, right? If you think of the way I sound versus you and you know everybody else, everybody sounds different. Exactly. So well, yeah, and that's for the most part, based. sounds the same. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, and everybody's like patterns are different. I mean, it's really fascinating just to like really understand human anatomy. Like the size of your mm-hmm. throat changes, the size of the vocal cords. They have different tones and textures and timbres just based on what the different resonating spaces are. Um, Even your body tensions, like your shoulders and chest and everything has an effect on what your voice is doing. Right. And so it's just, it's, it's just, it's all fascinating and changing. And the voice always changes based on different other elements. So your voice can change based on altitude. If you're like jumping from a high altitude to a low altitude, it can change if you're on certain medications, it can change, you know, for women who are menstruating, your voice can change. Like there's just so many elements because you're dealing with human tissue. And so it's really important that singers understand that or any voiceovers understand that. And that as coaches, we understand that so that we can help educate uh, clients with that as well. Right. And you also have um, a certificate in laryngeal manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting. And and I'd love to know a little bit more about that because I'm sure it all probably f- it fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, why, you know, and you, you'll, you've probably mentioned this throughout, but, you know, I think a lot of people when they, you know, go through different things with their voice, especially singers, you know, and they get vocal injuries it's, it's really hard for them. Cause I mean, that's their instrument. That's yeah. for a lot of people. That's the only thing they do. Um, and, and they get embarrassed in that. So just kind of like chat about, you know, that I'd love to know a little bit more about that certificate yeah. that you have and, and that, and then, you know, why you think the vocal injury should be really talked about more and not seen really as something that's embarrassing. A stigma. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually a huge soapbox of mine. So how much time do we got? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so how I got started in this whole thing is I actually ended up getting injured myself. Um, I had never had an injury. I never had issues with my voice, but I ended up having a very emotional, stressful trauma in my life, um, which I freely talk about now at the time I didn't, but I had a son who was kidnapped. Uh, when he was four months old, I got him back. Everything is fine. But I watched a woman run away with my child. And we later found out that it was a baby broker, like they were taking kids and selling him. And seeing that, and then the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that went out was just this like huge mind trip for me. And I didn't sleep for like four months. And I was at a conference and 
I was, I was singing something and I just knew it didn't feel right. And something was going on, but I could hit all of a sudden I could hit all these like Mariah Carey whistle tone notes. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And, um, I was at this conference, there were 400 something voice teachers and singers there. And they asked for a volunteer to get scoped. And I had never been scoped before, but I was like, Hey, I want to do it. So I got up on stage and I got scoped for the first time. And I realized that I had nodules and, you know, Oh, nodules. It's like the, Oh, I got notes thing, but it, I couldn't like process it at the time because I never thought that was what was going to be said to me, but the shame and the guilt and the crappy stuff that everybody was saying to me, like, you're a coach, how could you get injured and da, da, da. And I realized it wasn't from me singing because I hadn't been singing. It was from this and I got really sick and I got bronchitis that led into that. And I was like, I had to go through this extensive rehabilitation process of like trying to like mentally and physically get back cured again. Um, many a times, you know, I have lots of lessons where I was with my coach crying on his piano and he's guiding me through it because I was so frustrated. Um, but it was so pivotal in my own professional life because I never, ever wanted a singer to feel the shame and guilt that I felt of like my identity was taken because I was injured and I didn't know who I was, which sounds so dumb because I was so much more than I am in my singing voice. But as artists, it is how it is how we identify. And that's what put me into this path of the rehabilitation. So when I got the um, the, uh, the the clinical vocology stuff underway, I ended up researching a physical therapist who was doing training for swallowing. And I, I was like, well, it's kind of the same thing and, you know, like that. And it'd be cool to see what would happen. And so I emailed him and got just bet leg in, hustled my way, begged my way, begged my way to take this course. And he's like, well, you're not a massage therapist. You're not a physical therapist. And I'm like, yeah, but I work with all these kind of celebrity clients. Like this could be a game changer if I could get their throat to go back to being relaxed and open. And so he goes, well, you need a license to touch. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me figure that out. So I became an ordained minister <laughs> so that I had permission to touch people. <laughs> and I went and got this training and it was a complete game changer. And what it does is I can manually um, go in and adjust the throat inside and out. We stretch the tongue, open the jaw, kind of go up into all these areas and spaces that couldn't be tense and tight. And we put everything back in its resting length, resting position. And um, it's just this huge relief for a lot of people. And um, when I was on tour with, um, with uh, I, was, I, I, I was lucky enough to go on tour with Justin Timberlake and I ended up talking to his uh, body worker and we kind of came up with this game plan of like full body stuff with me doing the laryngeal manipulation. And it was like crazy what he experienced in there. And so I thought, you know what, I need to be able to do full body stuff, not just the throat stuff. And so that led me into becoming a full body licensed massage therapist with an emphasis for the performer. And so it's just kind of like always led down these other paths. So um, yeah, it's just something that I'm super passionate about. That is so cool. I didn't even know that you could do yeah. <laughs> a lot when, of you know, people I've had massages before, but nothing, yeah. nothing like that. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in massage school, they teach you not to go into the neck, you right. know, like, because you know, of all the, you know, mm. how sensitive it is and all the nerves and everything that are right. coming from the brain in there. But, um, I really 
focused in on that and studied hard and like did kind of like outside credentialing with it. But it's like, I mean, literally like my hands are in your mouth, stretching your tongue different than other people and moving inside the jaw joints and even the sinuses. Like I can, there's certain spots where I can put my finger into your nose and put certain pressure points and it just drains um, everything. So like people who are constantly congested, it Mm -hmm. just opens everything up, which is what we need uh, for performing. So that is so cool. Wait, I'm just, yeah. I know I'm a super, I told you I'm a nerd, Yeah, but yeah, I have, I have a practice here in Salt Lake city is where I'm based. And then I have a practice in Los Angeles okay. uh, that I work out of in Los Angeles. And I have another body works partner that works with me as well out in uh, that's actually relocating to LA to be there full time. So we're trying to have, you know, multiple places where people could come if they're experiencing yeah. it. And it's, it's also um, been really amazing for people who experience muscle tension And so anybody that's singing with a lot of fatigue, a lot of tension, or even been diagnosed with muscle tension dysphonia, um, there's been a lot of benefit just in this particular body work modality that have had a ton of relief uh, for it. So it's cool. I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm based in LA, so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to show you a little something. something. Yeah. (laughs) When when everything goes back to normal, we'll, uh, I know whenever that'll be. So in 10 years. No, that that's cool. Cause I've done the, um, and uh, for people listening, you, we're on video, but you can't see, but I've done where you, you know, kind of, you, um, not, I don't say stroke the face, but you, you do this and then you kind of go down by your nose and, and just to, I guess, I don't know if it really, what it, it releases pressure or. Yeah. You're working, but you're working kind of like fascial lines just to help anything that might yeah, be slightly and you get congested and, that, and stuff so, like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll have to see if I can find a visual to link to so people know what we're talking about <laughs> instead of, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this won't be video, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's really cool. We'll have to connect when, uh, the pandemic absolutely. is over and, yeah, and all absolutely. that. So, yeah. And, and I guess kind of along those lines, um, we chat a little bit before we got on the, to record, um, but you had an app called voice tutor mm-hmm. and I know you said that you're reworking it and I'm just really curious. And I know probably some of my audience um, members are because, you know, it's, it's something we don't hear about that often is the, creating an app and creating an app for music and, and all that. So how did that come about and, and what, what was that process like to create it and to now be re recreating it? <laughs> Oh man, a lot of work. Uh, so yeah, so it's actually getting reworked right now. And, and we teamed up with a different app developing company that, so I'm hoping it will be out by spring of 2021. Um, so yeah, so make sure to follow me cause it's going to be a different name, different branding, all of that. Um, so you'll see the releases, uh, information, but how it came about was I was working with a client who is getting ready to audition for, um, singing the national anthem for an NBA game. And um, I got a text that day and it was like, dang, like I forgot my warm up CD, <laughs> you know, wasn't on her phone at the time. And uh, she was like, I just searched like iTunes and I cannot find anything that has a vocal warm up. Like, I really wish I would have had that. And so I started thinking for a minute and my husband's a software engineer. Um, and I was like, I went home and I was like, hey, could like, I don't know, could I like, we just do something like super simple and put together, you know, warm up app of, of what it is. And he was, and he just laughed at me. He's like, you're so dumb, like whatever. And I'm like, no, I think this could really do something. And he just kind of kept pushing it off, pushing it off. So I was like, fine, if you won't help me, I'm going to go find someone who will. <laughs> so, 
And so he lets me, he's funny. He's always just like, you have so many ideas, like what's going to happen. But um, so I ended up uh, having another student who was, a, who was an engineer who had the time to do it. That was really what it was. My husband didn't have mm -hmm. the time. But we started sitting down and really kind of site mapping this warm up thing. And then I thought we should do it as a voice training uh, thing, you know. So like, as I explained, most voices can fall into a, a four type thing. And so I was like, how could we turn this into an app? And so with a big old whiteboard and like changes and how to kind of make things go the way they, they went, um, it went from there. And then um, I called this uh, guy named Rob Stevenson, who's my business partner. And he's like a huge vocal coach. Um, he's a, a, a vocalist, a style arranger, um, all of that. And he worked with, I mean, he was worked with like everybody's so like Pharrell, uh, Justin Timberlake was on, was uh, one of his, Rihanna, uh, Dave Matthews band. I mean, like everybody, he has a huge list. And so I called him up and I was like, hey, I have this idea. I want to do an app. But what would be really cool is if we could do a style portion where we break down riffs and like really help people how to riff and, and get that stylistic flair um, and agility. And he was like, on it, let's do it. And so from there, it just merged into this from a warm-up app into a voice building app into a style section in it as well. And it was amazing. Like it just kept, we launched it and it was like featured in Apple. We were like one of the top education apps for like four or five years. Um, and we had it out and it was frustrating because uh, if you have an iPhone or any Apple product, you know, they're constantly doing updates mm -hmm. and everything. And so one of the things you have to do is update every single time they update. And so the cost of like the engineering and like everything else was just like so crazy to keep up with Apple and you just, you had to do it. So it didn't matter what they had. And so, um, we wanted to make some changes. We wanted to make some graphic changes and stuff like that. And so we ended up taking it down about a year ago and we're working on this kind of new area where it's still gonna have incredible functionality. We wanted to really start engaging with the users and um, kind of having some of that 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 uh, that flair with it. And so we, we went with this other team uh, to build it again. So hopefully if everything goes right, spring of next year, we'll be out. And I'll link to your, um, your contact info, your Perfect. social media in the show notes. So that way people can follow you and be ready. Cause I think that's such a useful tool. Um, you know, oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a singer by any means, but I know there's a lot of apps that I have on my phone that I use every single day. Like I, my language apps and, and all that. And I think for singers, that would be very similar is just, yeah. And you it know, was, I'm, you know, sorry. something to, to keep them, you know, they're out getting ready to warm up or, you know, working on, you know, they've Songs. got some downtime and working on some different things. So I think that's really yeah. cool. It was awesome because we would get feedback all the time from people. It was funny because like when we took it down, I would get messages from coaches who were like, where'd the app go? And I'm like, oh, it's down. They're like, you just shut down my business because I was using that to teach clients. I'm like, how are you making money off of our app? Like, hello. <laughs> so like, that was funny. And then we would have like, Grammy winners using the app for their warm up before they walked down on show if they didn't have a coach with them. And then right. we had the novice who had never have had any sessions who was a shower singer, like super shy, like this gave them the confidence to at least build into something to go to sing. So it was like it was perfect. It was perfect for 
everybody across the board um and it's only going to be better like this next time yeah. so i'm like i'm really excited to see how it kind of comes out and and uh what we have here you know in the spring and the my main thing was is i didn't want it to be expensive you know like i wanted to provide incredible quality so that you know because artists a lot of times are struggling you know like they're the financially like i never wanted to make anything that i do become uh, a financial burden for anybody i just wanted to provide the resources so that we could help grow um, which also led me into um, this year i launched a new product called the boy straw uh, which is actually a teacher it's actually a singing tool um, to build your voice um, you know there's a lot you know a lot of stuff and a lot of science behind it but i've been working on it for about four years and it's the first tool that singers that's like on the market, that's a complete package tool for singers um, and voice users that they can use. And it's all about, you know, you hear the term in, in uh, like in uh, what, in uh, like physical works out in that like resistance training, it's vocal resistance training. So you're getting the vocal cords to get in the right alignment so that you can have effortless voicing instead of having the work. So it's really cool. Right. And I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes too. That way everybody can find it. Perfect. Um, yeah. You know, and in fact, just cause I'm, it's Christmas and we're in giving spirit, uh, I'll do a discount code. And if anybody okay. wants to have it, they can have a discount code, uh, for it. And we can talk about what that code can be and I'll, I'll set it up. Sure. Yeah. And then I'll link to that and, and everybody Perfect. can grab that there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and then I guess, speaking of Christmas, um, you released a Christmas song. I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it is uh, Shine For Me Again, Star of Bethlehem. It is. And I bet so, you've never heard it. <laughs> um, so was this, this wasn't the one that you were talking about earlier, right? Or is this, is this the one that. Yeah. So this is the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, this is, it has finished. So kind of how it came about was this song I had been singing since I was 12 years old. It was kind of a choir piece that I heard growing up in church and it was so slow. Oh my gosh. It was so slow, <laughs> but I just loved the lyrics because it talked about it's, it takes kind of the place of like the shepherd looking at the star, but the bridge is all about how life goes on. Like the lyrics are life goes on years beyond one brief night in my youth time clouds, my vision of truth. And, um, and though I stumble and fall, I can still hear it call. Do not despair. The star is still there. And so, like, I don't know, like, even as a 12 year old, that song, just like those lyrics were like, hopeful to me, like, no matter what I do, no matter where I'm at, whether my life's journey, I have a constant, like I still have something, you know, whether it's the religious component, energy component, a family component, a friend component, there's always something there to keep you grounded. And I loved it. So, um, you know, what, 25 years later, 30 years later, no, let's see, so I was 12. Yeah, how old am I? <laughs> but like about <laughs> 25 years later, I was doing the sessions, a, a, a session for a writer. And I had been going out on tour and like meeting all these people in the industry. And I'm like, these people are just, they're normal people. Like it, it was never like, I was like shocked by who I was working with or anything like that, but I was in the booth recording and I was singing the song and all of a sudden in the middle of the song, I was like, wait, the guy I'm singing for is the writer, the composer of shine for me. 
and it all of a sudden clicked and I got super starstruck for a minute. I don't know why. And I, he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, did you write shine for me? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I literally got teary eyed because of how much this song meant to me. And he just laughed at me and made fun of me. Well, you know, fast forward, I don't know, eight years, he ended up marrying um, my dad. And so it, so it was like this interesting, I had worked for him. He's now my, I call him my stepmom, but he's now married to my, he's my dad's partner, his husband. And as a surprise for him, when I was on tour last year, I was talking to an MD and I was like, can you help me rearrange this song as a surprise for my stepmom? Um, and that's kind of how it came to be. And so we went through this whole rearrangement. I hired a gospel choir. We did this whole new kind of vocal arrangement with it. And I surprised him last year for Christmas, which is why I had it done. We just hadn't released it um, because it didn't get it didn't get done in time. And when I was listening to it and seeing his reaction, I was like, you know what? I I tell everybody I work with, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like you got to do it. Like the worst thing that some can happen is somebody can say no. But if you believe in yourself and you believe in the product that you're putting out, why wouldn't you do it? And so I bit the bullet and I decided to do it. And I'm so glad because like the reviews and that that people are telling me and just like the message of hope, especially in this like crappy, crappy year. Right. But this message of hope, like I really hope it becomes like a staple for people who hear it because I just think it's so beautiful and I'm super proud of it. So. Yeah. That's such a cool story too. Um, yeah. You know, it's so personal. It's, you know, I know a lot of songs when people write them and they record them, they're personal, but that's, you know, really awesome how it, you know, started when you were 12 and then it just really came full circle and it's part of yeah. your family now. And it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's, it's such an interesting story. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And it's fun from, for like that standpoint, because, you know, like this whole dynamic of my dad, you know, you know, being gay, marrying this other, this guy. And then also he's a composer. And so, whereas that dynamic was so interesting in my family, but because I had worked with him in a professional setting, setting, it was this whole way of, again, hope and love is what this song yeah. is about. And because of that, it's just so interconnected and intertwined. And, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I was meant to do it in, and to be there. And I don't know if I'll put anything else out there, but if this is the one thing that I ever put out, like I'm so proud of it and I really hope people love it. Yeah. I'm going to add this to our, our Christmas playlist Yay! for sure. <laughs> and like, I guess that my next question was about, you know, are you going to be recording, writing and recording anything else? Um, but it sounds like you're kind of not well, quite sure at this point. I have, well, I have stuff that I've done. So like a few years ago, I, instead of like scrapbooking when everybody's like, let's scrapbook, <laughs> I scrapbooked music. And so I actually have a full album ready to go. That's like super personal. It's kind of like a journal for me. Mm -hmm. And I've been weighing around doing that. And I actually recorded another Christmas album, um, but I never released it. I just have it. And I think it was just for, as a voice coach at that time, and I recorded it we're trained to dissect everything. You know, like my ear is trained to rip apart everything and to like make sure everything is right. And I, I, at that time when I recorded it, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago, I don't think I was in the place confidently enough where I didn't care what other people thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was afraid if I put it out there that people were going to rip it apart. And I'm like, that's so dumb. Like why, 
And so I feel like I'm in a place now where I could release it because I'm proud of it still. It's, right. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. And so, um, yeah, so the goal is to put it out. It's just what to put out. And I just want to make sure it's the right, it fits me. It fits mm -hmm. my demographic. It fits, you know, my age and, and everything else. Like I don't want to just throw, if I, if I commit to doing it, I want it done right. And so that's where I'm just kind of layering it out and see. So my hope is yes, people keep asking me. So I'm like, cool, let's put it out. Let's do it. But I want to make sure it's the right thing. So I'm going to say, yes, I am. The goal is to have it for next year. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it. I'm putting it out in the universe. That's yes. what's going to happen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we go through, we talk about that on the podcast a lot, or it's about that imposter syndrome and that fear of, um, you know, just, just letting go and, and, and putting it out there. Um, but I think it sounds like you're really in that place now where you're like, you know, this is me and I'm going to just do it and yeah, put it out in the universe now. Yeah. Like I'm. <laughs> Yeah, like if I could tell my younger self or anybody that's coming up, you know, I'm 42 and, you know, I've learned a lot in this last little bit. And that is don't let, and I've never been fearful. Like I want to be very clear. Like I've always been headstrong and like if I have a goal, I hit it and I do it and I make that way happen. But I think after I got injured and saw kind of what happened and like what I went through, I was so nervous to put something else out there again. And I felt like I died like literally, and I'll never forget it. Like I was always performing. I was doing like the summer stock stuff here in musical theater. And like, I was always on stage. And after that happened, it was like four years where I came and taught and then I left and I'll never forget it. Like I was sitting there. Um, I ended up getting a call that was like, Hey, we need somebody with your voice type to be in a show. Can you come be a feature? And it was um, they were our, our, a big summer, an amphitheater here that does a huge summer series was doing Shrek and they needed somebody for the dragon. And so I thought, yeah, I could do that. Like, it's a short feature. I could make that work time-wise. Let's do it. And I was really nervous because I hadn't been on stage. And so I auditioned and I auditioned and I got the part, you know, and I remember doing dishes and I started singing while I was doing dishes and my husband came up behind me and wrapped around me and put his head on my shoulder and he goes, there's my girl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, it's been four years since you've sung around the house. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I didn't realize like my soul was like weeping and I didn't realize it until I put myself back out that I needed it. And when I finally got back out on stage, it was like, I'm alive again. And so that would be my one piece of advice is like, don't live out of fear and don't let anybody control anybody's thoughts or opinion control what you know you need to do, you know, like, or who you are as a person, like, don't, don't let anybody have that power. And I personally gave that power away. And when I finally took it back and was brave enough to do it, it's, I've been unstoppable ever since. That's awesome. I love to hear yeah. those stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I guess that kind of brings me to one of the questions that I, I always um, ask my guests on the podcast. And it's mm -hmm. really more about, um, you know, being a woman in the industry and overcoming any kind of obstacles. And it sounds like you've had a, a pretty great career with a lot of really supportive people in your life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever come across anything like that as, as a woman? Or is it just, you know, just the standard getting in the industry, getting your foot in the door. And cause that was me. It was just, I just had to get my foot in the door. And yeah. It's, well, I think that's for anything and being mm -hmm. able to back up what you say you can do. 
like once you prove like for me once you can prove that you're in there then you're in there um i personally haven't had a ton of things where i felt like oh i didn't get that because i'm a woman or felt like i had to work harder because i was a woman i've certainly seen it you know and like done stuff but i'm also the type of personality that if I see it happening, I instantly call it out. And I'm like, oh, you will not talk to me that way because I have boobs. Like, oh no, you did not. Like I can throw down with you. I can tell you who's bigger and who's not, and it ain't you, (laughs) you know? So I'm one that will combat that right out the gate. And, Mm -hmm. And if they don't respect me enough for what I know I can do, then I'm not gonna give them my time anyway. You know, and I'll just be like, okay, I'll prove it another way. And I, and I, and I do that. Um, so I know there's lots of resources out there for people, for women in, in the industry and stuff like that. And I really hope that that stigma, especially with all the Me Too movements and everything that come out, I really think there's going to be a shift once the industry kind of opens up again after COVID's done. I, I, I believe it. And I, and I, I, I imagine it will happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, women supporting women too. There's a lot of groups where, um, you know, women can connect and collaborate, um, mm-hmm. Facebook groups or even, well, I guess right now, zoom groups, but yeah, <laughs> in-person groups, uh, various cities. And I, I think that's really cool to, to have that connection, but then also to see the men step up too. Um, you know, I've had some amazing male colleagues who 100%, say, you know, go apply for this, you know, go join this group, like here, you know, here are the resources and they really help, help guide me towards that. So I think there's a lot of people out there and, you know, like you said, people, people are recognizing it. And I think yeah. um, there is a shift coming. So, yeah. And I think I have to give credit to, um, you know, both my husband and my, and my business and my other partner, Rob, you know, who's my business partner, because, you know, my husband's one that has always been, go do whatever you need to do. I will be here. Like you do what you need to do and I will support it. Like we are a true unified team, which I think makes it so I feel stronger going to do that, you know, like is the first one, but Rob, who's my partner, he's based out of Atlanta. And it's an interesting dynamic because he's African-American. I'm white. He's black. I'm, you know, like, or he's black. I'm white. He's whatever. And then male, female, and then also like different cross genres. And so he's been one that has like, when I first started kind of getting in, he's the one that really kind of brought me into, uh, in the professional voice coach, you know, took me under his wing and was like, this is my partner, this is my partner, which opened up a ton of doors for me. Um, And if he ever saw anybody disrespect or be like, this girl's white, (laughs) you know, (laughs) type of a thing, he'd be like, no, you did not. And he would instantly like shut that down. And I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) what he said, (laughs) but then I would back up what I put out, you know? And so, you know, maybe that's why I haven't experienced it as much as other people, because I always had two fierce, like bulldogs on my side, like helping push me through. Um, and you know, constantly, you know, we challenge each other, which is what's so great. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, he's been a big advocate of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's great to find people who are in your corner, but then also, like you said, just backing up, you know, what you, you know, what you, you, I'm going to say this, you do what you say you can do, right? Like you just, you prove it. And I think that's important too. And, um, great advice. And, 
Um, I guess as we kind of wrap up here a little bit, coming to the end, I can't believe yeah. it's. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so we got to talk every day. Like, what else you want to talk about? This has been fun. I'm like, what? Really? We've talked this long? Yeah. Um, we, we, you talked a little bit about advice and that. Um, do you have any resources that you would recommend? Uh, you know, I'm going to link to a couple of your things in the show notes. Um, but for women starting in the industry, starting as, you know, or for vocalists or just really anything that you would recommend to, to the listeners? Um, well, first I'm going to say invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, how is somebody else going to invest in you? And so you really want to make sure that you find the team, like interview people, ask questions, make sure that their goals align with your goals. Just because they're an agent or a manager or something like that doesn't mean that their goals align with you. And so really ask questions, get referrals, like really kind of see, see what that is. Um, if people ask for a lot of money up front, run away, <laughs> you know, like that's first and foremost, <laughs> you know, like going, going through there, but get, get recommendations. Um, as far as like resources for women, particularly, I really love uh, the group uh, Women in Music. Um, I don't, are you part of that one? I, I'm not, but I have heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like great resources and great conversations of of things where collaborate like a collaborative type thing where it's like if I need this person, then you can kind of get these back and forth together of, of going through there. Um, I think it's also like really be true to who you are and what you want, like know what your craft is and um, go with it. Like don't let anybody try to steer you off of that. Um, like go into to what that is. Um, you know, other resources, like if we're going to talk about what's in my vocal care kit, you know, like for a vocalist, I'd be like, you've got to have a the voice draw, which truly is a game changer for singers, a nebulizer and uh, is my other go to. <laughs> so that should be something that you should invest in. Um, and then again, just invest in yourself, like believe in yourself and it, it will happen. You know, you just got to find the right people to do it and hustle. And the best advice I ever got. Oh, I love this piece. Sorry. I'm just going to keep giving you advice. <laughs> the best advice I went and um, I, I was really lucky enough to audition for the role of Ursula in the Little Mermaid for one of the shows here. And I was like, dream role, want to play it. And um, I got to work with Alan Menken. Uh, he was doing this workshop and I had a connection. And so I pulled some strings. And so I was like, I want to, I want to work this with him. And I was working with him and uh, I said, what is, if I could have one piece of advice that I could give to anybody in the industry at all, like whether it's the singer, the voice coach, the engineer, the sound monitor guy, like if somebody was asking, what is the best advice you could ever have um, in this? What would that be? And he got really quiet for a minute. And he goes, the best advice I could give someone, and this is like, if I could tattoo this on me, I would do it. Uh, but he said, love the process, not the result. When you love the process of everything, the results will always happen, but it's not the result. Because when you audition for something, you're going to get told no more than you're going to get told yes. But if you love the hustle, if you love the working, if you love putting it together, if you love that energy, you will have success. The minute you stop loving the process is the minute you need to reevaluate. I'm going to put that on my wall. Isn't it I the best? That, that yeah, is the best. I yeah. love it. And, and it I, makes so much sense. Yeah. And yes. I, and like, I live by that. Like it, like he's saying that to me and he isn't like, he probably would never 
remember that he said this to me or even remember this brief 10 minutes that I had with him one on one. But that has changed the way I look at everything. And it's the mm -hmm. way I changed working from the novice singer to the transgender singer to the professional singer. Like I just said this to a professional client this week that I'm working with who is feeling very frustrated. And I was like, do you love the process? Do you love the process? And they're like, I love the process. And I'm like, then the result doesn't matter. And it like literally was like, okay, let's get to work. Let's do yeah. it. You know? And so I just, I love that motto. Yeah. That's so important. I mean, for, for any job that you're doing, you know, you know, I, and it, I guess you kind of relate it to when you do a job just for money or you do a mm -hmm. job because you love it. Right. And 100%. I know, I know for me, you know, for me, and I know a lot of people, especially the last several months being home has really allowed us to really see that. Do we like the process of what we're doing or 100%. what is it the end result that we like? So I, yeah, I'm going to write that down. That's going to go right on my wall. <laughs> I can see that every time. <laughs> yes, I won. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So yeah, I just, I, that's kind of how I live my life. I live life to the fullest. You could probably tell that with just mm -hmm. the energy. Like I just, I'm so passionate about what I do and, and here it is. And I just think that that's just like uh, really important that every, every little thing from just the, the first word you write down of a new song into the final creation of it that whole process as frustrating as it can be sometimes you gotta love it yeah. and if you do then you will always find success always yes i i absolutely love that mm -hmm. so um all right last question here before we go where can my audience find and connect with you and I'll get all the particular links from you about the, all the different things uh, later and put in the show notes, but social media, website, um, where can they find you? Perfect. Yeah. So website is just mindypack.com. So just my name, M-I-N-D-Y, Pack, P-A-C-K. Um, that's also my Instagram handle on Facebook, everything, just mindypack. Um, and they're there. And, Thanks. but yeah, feel free to reach out, ask questions like, my husband laughs at me because I'll just sit and we'll be watching TV and I'll just be like reading through DMs <laughs> of people asking me voice questions and that. And I'll be like, here we go. But yeah, so I just, yeah. I want to help. I want to be there. So just let me know if anything comes up. Perfect. And I'll link to all those in the show notes too. And, uh, and download the song. Yeah. Shine yes. for me. I want to add <laughs> chart, charted. I want to, I want to chart, <laughs> dang it. So download yes. Shine For Me, Star of Bethlehem, and tell me what you think about it because I'm super proud of it and it's different and lovely and I love it. So yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll link to that one too. So that way uh, everybody can find it. So Perfect. thank you so much for thank coming you. on, Mindy. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me and, you know, have an incredible rest of the week and making changes. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.